Today on the podcast, I have a lovely lady by the name of Thea Wood from Horizon Music. And it's really focused, I suppose, on women in the music world. And she is the creator and founder of Horizon Music Foundation, where she has created a marketplace connecting artists, particularly female artists, with paid gigs. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Sylvia. So nice to be here. I think we'll start off with the shocking numbers. When we had a conversation before this interview there about a week ago, you were telling me about the numbers of female musicians compared to that of male musicians. And it just so happens that on this podcast, most of the people I meet are males. (laughs) And I think you have some numbers to kind of support that idea from a bigger perspective. So can you speak to that? We do. Uh, You know, really what we talk about is gender disparity. So while we have uh, studies that show 50% of ticket buyers, streamers, downloaders, people buying music are female, uh, we are sorely lacking representation in the music industry as a whole. So um, for example, uh, only about 30% of songs that are in rotation on pop stations are by female artists and that's actually one of the best uh numbers that you see out there uh we've got country stations whose uh program directors and or djs have been told not to play two female artists back to back on the radio station yes which is shocking but true um we have had situations um where when you look at the top 100 songs that come out, the song writers are representing uh, typically between 15 and 20% of the songs written, even if they're sung by women. Um, You know, a lot of these songs are written by men. Uh, Also, then you start getting into the nitty gritty, which is behind the scenes. And you're looking at uh, audio producer, or excuse me, audio engineers and techs represent about 5% of the working market and uh, are female. And then um, shockingly with music producers, we're looking at about 2% of uh, the market of, of music producers who are working are female. Uh, it's, it is shocking because we don't think, we think of music as the great uniter and everybody's we welcome. Do, yeah. We do, yeah, great connectors at work. It's a great connector and for uh, systemic reasons and, and cultural reasons that go way back to the beginnings of the you know music industry, um, it's been an upward battle. My goodness. And what is being done now to, well, I won't say correct this, but to encourage women into these roles of being producers and frontline people, as it were. Sure. Well, Horizon Music Foundation, uh, we found it, we were founded in 2019 as a nonprofit. And our goal was to uh, get the word out, spread awareness, teach women uh, and the industry as a whole what's going on. Uh, there are also other nonprofits like She Is the Music. Um, we've got groups, interest groups such as She Shreds, who um, was formed, that was formed by a woman who wasn't getting any opportunities as a female guitarist. And so she decided she was going to showcase all the amazing female guitarists that are out there. <laughs> and I'm sure there are many. There are uh, many. It's a great feed, by the way, on Instagram, if anybody wants to go check it out, She Shreds. Okay. But, um, and, you know, a lot of these efforts are organized by women who are in the industry. So for example, Equalize Her is, um, is a 
new organization that was founded by Linda Perry, who's one of the very few music producers out there. She's Grammy award-winning. She's a Grammy award-winning songwriter, uh, lives out in California, has her own studio. She's amazing. And she even sees the need for it and is really pushing it. Uh, how I'm a little bit different is I am, I have never really considered myself in the music industry. Uh, I am not a musician. I'm not a tech. I'm not a producer. I am a super fan who I claim to have become a super advocate because nice. I think that there's enough room for everyone's voice to be heard. And, um, and you know, it's time, it's time to help make that happen. So if you were talking to students in a university and they're coming through their qualification process of learning technology, um, coming through their final process of becoming an established musician that can handle a production studio, what would you advise them to do in order to reach these roles where typically men are? We'll just say producers, one example. Right. Um, honestly, the, I would say the number one thing is don't be afraid to ask. Yeah. Put yourself out there. You have to ask. It won't be handed to you. Uh, this was actually the point of discussion at South by Southwest. I was on a panel with Linda Perry and a number of other women in the industry mm -hmm. in various roles in the industry. And the big thing is you have to ask. And uh, I will follow that up with getting over any kind of imposter syndrome. Women are frequently, uh, the, basically people don't see them coming. They say, oh, they don't know what we know. Well, sure we do. We ended up with the same classes or the same training. They, we get a lot of feedback. I hear a lot about mansplaining happening in the industry. Mansplaining is yes, I know, I already know how you don't need to tell me that. You know, little things like that. But what it does is it chips away at your confidence. Yeah, and when you yeah. see that you're surrounded by guys or you're not getting as many yeses or as many opportunities, we start to feel like, oh my gosh, if we do get an opportunity, do we deserve it? And yes, you do. And uh, you, that's why you have to have the confidence first ask. And then uh, secondly, if you do get it, you have to get over this fear of not being good enough. Uh, everybody's always in a learning curve their entire lives. Technology changes so fast now, it's hard to stay an expert in any area very long. You continuously have to learn and grow. And that goes for the guys too. But um, that doesn't mean that you're not good at what you do or you can get better. It just means that you need to kind of shake off that sense of uh, not belonging and, and know that you do belong. So somebody who's coming through the stages of creating songs and they want to reach the stage, they want to perform with their female. And just as you've explained, they've gone through the processes of receiving a lot of no's. How do you psychologically get over all that rejection? Because rejection can be hard to take. And I think Ooh. for women very often it's, Maybe we're more vulnerable to it. Maybe men are tougher. They have a tougher skin. Maybe not always. No, that's not always. That's not we always. Take it, but women tend to take it more personally. I think uh, they do. I really do think yeah. they. You know. They and, do, yeah. and and you know it, it's okay. That's all right. I mean that's just part of that's just part of what it is. But it's certainly the get back on the horse, keep trying, keep trying, and do things your way. Like it, men tend to do things in different ways than women do. They have a much more masculine approach. It's more competitive. It's more straightforward. There's a straight line between A and B. Yes, We're more logical. like spider webs. We, you know, we think in different ways all the time. 
uh, we tend to, I think, uh, rely on our instincts more or yeah. have really good instincts so that we should think of those more and, and not be afraid to do things differently because sometimes differently can end up opening up whole new opportunities. That's it. Following um, your intuition is a work. Following your intuition. Following your intuition is a big thing. Mm -hmm. If it feels good, then maybe, hey, all right, this feels good in my in my stomach, my heart, and my head. Maybe this is the way to go. If something is nagging you saying this isn't right, stop Don't and meditate it. on that and think about mm -hmm. it. Why is this not feeling right? Is it because I'm afraid mm -hmm. or is it because something else is going on? Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I think where women are concerned, having a like-minded group as a support network probably is a very useful mechanism to just give you that push and confidence to go forward. Would you agree to that? Absolutely. Absolutely. I've met the most amazing women in music and, you know, for all you hear in the media about how women are cat fighting and, ha you know, having all these feuds online and everything, I have to say the camaraderie and the support system is actually pretty strong in many ways. And if, you have not found that anybody who's listening in the audience if you have not found that to be a case please come to horizon music it's h-e-r-i-z-o-n horizon music um, follow us on instagram follow us on our facebook page we have a private group page and i will be happy to start introducing you to some of these ladies and it's it's truly amazing um the sisterhood and everybody's like we get it and the more we can help each other the better we are well that's it yeah that's where it comes i mean being together on the same plane and just wanting the best for all coming to your own story what gives you the passion to create this foundation like where does your passion come from Mm. Well, my husband calls me the fixer. And uh, I had back in 2018, I was still managing a an online publication called SheSpark. Most of my career has been about empowering women in one way or another. And uh, I was writing and I decided that I was going to go see the Joan Jett documentary and write an article about the Joan Jett documentary. And I walked out of there just in awe of how this woman heard no over and over and over again in her life. No, you can't play electric guitar. No, women do not play rock and roll. No, you cannot have a record deal. No, we're not going to, you know, it's, yeah. it was just constant. And she always found a way to overcome and she created her own opportunities. And I thought, wow, this is fantastic. There are so many lessons to learn. Well, when I started researching for the article, and looking at, well, where's the industry now compared to when, you know, Joan was in her 20s, teens and 20s. Sylvia, things have not really changed. Oh my goodness. And I thought, this is horrific. I mean, in any other industry, if yeah, you heard, has been... hey, music, music producers only represent 2% of, you know, the <laughs> females only represent 2% of music producers, people would be aghast. But, you know, this is why this is why I got involved. And I was like, fans need to help. It can't just come within the industry. It's also got to be support from people who love music. And, you know, when you think about that number, 2% are only women producers. And I'm thinking, is it because it's a demanding role? There's a lot of pressure attached to it. Or is it just simply because women don't feel they're up to par? They just feel that it's OK, we can't do it. And therefore, we'll go some other route. That's a good question. Um, there are four things that we've kind of found to be reoccurring themes that are obstacles to women experiencing merit-based success 
in the business, right? Merit-based. Uh, the first one being appearance. Uh, women are judged much more harshly if they're in front of cameras or in, in on stage yeah. uh, than men are, their men counterparts. Yeah. Uh, the second is age and uh, pretty much kind of the unspoken idea is that if you're not making hits by the time you're 30 you're aging out of success 30 yes. i mean that's crazy. insane and i mean you think of no but hey you think of life in general like you're learning in your 20s and 30s by the time you're 40 you're really just kind of feeling okay i'm getting there i'm, I'm starting yeah. to get there with life 30 you're, you're not there no no so that's that is unbelievable as well and then the other two are um familial status and this is okay. a big one when a woman gets married and has children or has children however you want to slice the pie women are still the dominant caretakers and have the most parental responsibilities and a lot of times that means that they have to make a decision between working late nights and touring and going to bars or you know all these major music festivals or taking care of their kids because being on the road being out late at night is not exactly conducive to child rearing yes and never mind that it's a tiring process after a few weeks particularly like the tiredness kicks it's, in and it's demanding it is Let's face it, it's demanding even for it's males, exhausting it's it's it is exhausting yeah. And the guys just don't have, don't have that type of choice put in front of them when they get to that point in their lives. And then, and then the last one is sexual orientation. Um, and that's just something that again, culturally, uh, I'm hoping I'm seeing a good change in that. And as you see the headlines in the media, there are more people who are, um, being more public about their sexuality and talking yes, more about yeah. it as well as record labels and and a variety of other groups so i think that we're seeing progress in that area for sure oh, but I those mean, tend yeah. to be the four that we're seeing are are systemic or cultural obstacles and i also think as well the way children are brought up what they're told and i mean for girls particularly girls if they're told you know you can do anything there's nothing to stand in your way um if they're not told that then that's going to take them on a different thought process as they're growing up. And it can even go back as far as that into their childhood about what Absolutely. they can believe they can do. Absolutely. So, our, our podcast is called Backstage Chats with Women in Music. Anybody can mm -hmm. go visit um, relatable conversations with women in different areas of music, just like what you do, Sylvia, you know, yes, different people yeah. in different roles. Mm -hmm. And um, and it's amazing. I, it, it's heartwarming when I hear the women, when I ask them about their influences and they say, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing today. If my dad yes, didn't teach me how to be technical, if my dad didn't invite me in the garage and, and help me start woodworking. And then I became a luthier, you know, or my big brother or somebody came and, and said, yeah, you can sit in and on the band with us mm -hmm. and play in the garage or whatever, you know, so it's, I it's very helpful to have that. Yeah, totally. Because a simple example last week was I released an episode um, which I interviewed Tammy Tucky, nicknamed the Disney girl from Philadelphia. And her stories where her dad would accompany her, her mom encouraged her and took her to Disneyland and it totally inspired her as a young child. And they, you know, kept it growing and evolving as she was growing and evolving this whole Disney exploration and now she's you know presenting on stage doing theoretical present you know singing and so forth 
you know, the home has a lot to do with it. The conditioning that we get from our parents and community and all of that, it has so much to do with it. Now, what would be your biggest piece of advice to anyone listening to this podcast that might be doubting themselves or having the dream of becoming something in the music industry that typically isn't a normal job for them? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a loaded question. Sylvia. It is a loaded question. <laughs> uh, How many hours have I? Yeah, exactly. There's so much. Actually, I guess my first piece of advice is a plan. Try to put together a plan, and make sure that plan and your decisions are not fear-based decisions. These should be decisions based on what you want, not what you're afraid of. And um, really understanding that it might show up in different ways than you expect, but if you keep working toward your goal, and it doesn't just happen, you can't, you know, visualization is good. Uh, manifesting is, is definitely a key factor, but as I think it's Albert Einstein said, uh, nothing changes until something moves. Yes. You have to more. move. Yeah. You have to move. Couldn't Thinking and dreaming about it is one thing, mm -hmm. but then making a plan and putting it into action is the biggest, and it's the hardest step, but it's the biggest and most important step. And then once you get momentum going, keep it rolling, mm -hmm. keep well, it I rolling. Would, and you I might would... hear no, but keep it going. Find another path. Exactly. And I would add to that, that if somebody's in the process of releasing a record or taking a record to market, Check back in previous episodes of this podcast, Barry coughing his 10,000 foot view of the whole business music jungle broken down into about two 12 step areas of thought. And that kind of makes it simpler to build a plan in a sense, depending on what you're doing. But, you know, it's those pieces of information that I've discovered on this podcast that are so helpful to those people, as you've described, that they have a dream, they have a goal that they want to achieve, whether it's male or female, it doesn't matter. And once you understand the steps of the process of where you want to go and you have that plan laid out and you stick to it and you keep going and you f surround yourself with the community. Surround yourself um, with the community. Mm -hmm. You know, in, in a like-minded discussions and so forth. Masterminds, I think, are so valuable in this arena. Yes. You know, yes. sharing ideas and Clubhouse, the application Clubhouse. Um, just go in there and you discover so many, you know, go-get-it groups women included. Absolutely. You know? Oh, for sure. And yeah. you know, and the thing is to, to add into that as well, uh, thank God for technology. You're talking about all this technology. Thank yeah. God. I think technology gives us the opportunity to level the playing field yes. in ways that we did not have before because it removes gatekeepers. It yes, allows it you to get out mm -hmm. there yourself. And that's part of the reason why we started the marketplace. And is that okay if I talk a little bit about that? Oh my goodness. Yeah, sure. Yeah, okay, so basically, uh, it's we call it Random Acts of Music. It's an all-female uh, musician marketplace. And what I liken it to, to help people understand, is what Uber did to bring drivers and passengers together. Mm -hmm. We would like to do online to bring event hosts and musicians together for paid gigs. And um, it's... <clears throat> Right now, it's in the first phase. We're asking musicians to sign up. We still have some bugs happening, and so oh, we're not fully launched yet, yes. but we're asking to please sign up, and um, you won't see your profile right away because we're going through and, um, and checking the bugs and making sure that the profiles will all come out 
at the same Perfect. time. Mm -hmm. And then uh, when they do, we're going to start when we hit 100 musicians, we're going to start marketing. And this is all nationally in the United States at this point. But we will start marketing to virtual event hosts and in-person event hosts, event planners, wedding planners, nonprofits, corporations, and saying, please book these independent musicians mm -hmm. and A, give them an opportunity to perform and get work experience. And B, then you're supporting the nonprofit, right? And not only that, these ladies are getting paid because in the wake of uh, the pandemic, especially, we're seeing reports that 25% of women in the music industry don't know where their next dollar is coming from. Oh, I believe it. It's true. And then 33% yeah. are reporting having a mental health crisis. Yeah, and so it. much of that is because of their economic situation. Is, yeah. So we thought this is a good way. It's not a way to make a living, but once we get up and running and moving, at least we give women an opportunity to supplement their income and it's free to list. So there are other similar outfits out there that are doing like online booking agencies, but they require an annual membership fee. Forget about it. Ladies, we know you don't have the money. <laughs> we want you to join us. So please yeah. go to horizonmusic.org and um, click on random acts of music and you can learn more. Fantastic. And I suppose what, you know, a musician gets a booking from one of those event gigs. And before you know, you've got another gig and another gig and another gig. And it kind of ripples out once you do your job well. So keep that, that in mind. That is how we like to look at it. Absolutely. Yeah, that's it. Keep that mm -hmm. mindset open. Well, it's been great to learn of your foundation and how valuable it is. That's all I can Thank say. You. How valuable it is. Because um, in my 20 years of tutoring, you know, I've seen a lot of wasted money, wasted talent, you know, a lack of knowledge concerning the opportunities that are out there. And mm -hmm. this is fantastic what you're doing in terms of bringing women together specifically to empower them in this very um, challenging and demanding world in many ways. So, fantastic. yes, absolutely. And, you so know, if, right now, mm -hmm. live music is how musicians are making their living because with yeah. streaming services, they can't make money. So, oh, sure. Streaming services. I mean, it, that whole new story broke in this last about two year period here in my home country, you know, a lady singer who's very well known in Ireland here started exposing the reality of Spotify, particularly Spotify, what she was getting paid. People were shocked, thinking that this lady was traveling everywhere with touring this, that, the other, that she'd have a massive profile. No, just didn't happen. No, it didn't happen. They get paid very little. So yeah. we, we support live music and I hope everybody goes out and sees some live music this oh, weekend. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing like it. Absolutely nothing like it. That real sound, you know, on location, nothing like it. Exactly. Absolutely and like Sylvia, it. what you're doing is so important too. Thank you so much for interviewing all these people around the world and, and sharing their stories and what they're doing to keep music alive. There's some wonderful people. I mean, I have some great interviews coming up soon of lady musicians who are just starting to release records and getting their name out there um, and you know i've discovered recently one lady in particular and she's a heart for immigrants and mm. that's her core message through her music and she has teenage sons now at this point and she's returning to music after leaving it because of childbirth and all and isn't that a beautiful story? one one of our four challenges that we talked that's, about that's exactly it yeah totally mm -hmm. it so yeah it's wonderful to learn of these stories and, and just to speak about them because there's so much good out there in the world despite what the mainstream media would have you think exactly but, um, 
it's wonderful to have you on. How can people reach out to you? Oh, yes, of course. So um, our website, horizonmusic.org, and that's H-E-R-I-Z-O-N music.org. Uh, and the podcast, there's actually a link to the podcast straight from the website there. So you can hit backstage chats with women and music from there. Also, we're on Instagram horizon underscore music, and we're on Facebook horizon music foundation. Fantastic. So that you can be found on all those channels. Well, yes, come say hi, please. Yeah, sure. Thanks very much for coming on the podcast. Great to learn of this foundation. And Thank if you there's so any much new developments, me. come back, come back. If oh my any gosh, I would love to. I would yes. love to. Thank you so much for that. Okay.